This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show slash the Arsenal Preview Show. Uh, we're kind of combining the two today. For the next 25 minutes or so, uh, we're doing the usual uh, chat around all the latest Arsenal news from the last 24 hours. And then I'll be joined by one of our members from the Discord server, Mike, uh, to have a good chat about uh, Palace uh, tomorrow. So we're going to get into that in about... Well, we'll see. Probably about eight minutes' time. But without further ado, let's uh, say good morning to those of you joining us live in the chat box. Steve, good morning to you. To Francois, Blackshine, Johnny, Yomi. Uh, we've got Steve, Alex, Martin, uh, other Martin as well. Temi, Elder, uh, Boatza, Kaiser, Franklin, Louis, and more of you as well in the chat box. Fantastic. So many of you tuning in. Do drop a like on the video, of course, and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here. Shane says, did you manage to get any more sleep last night? I did. I went to bed at about, or I think we went to bed at about eight um, and then stayed awake, to be fair, until about half nine, ten-ish. So, yeah, a solid a solid eight hours or so uh, last night, which was very much needed. Uh, I'm going to be up late tonight. As I say, I'm out in London this evening at a sub-focus gig, so uh, I'm not going to be getting to bed until about 2 a.m. once again and, uh, and then straight across London the next morning for the Palace game uh, tomorrow, which we'll be talking about, as I say, in a little bit. But thank you for asking, Shane. Much appreciate uh, the kind consideration. Uh, do drop a like. Do subscribe if you're new. Let's get on with today's stories. First of all, uh, Newcastle last night uh, basically left it very late uh, to put the pressure on the top four. Uh, Alexander Izak, it seems, is coming good for them at the right time. Uh, of course, Arsenal will travel to Newcastle next month uh, in a run of fixtures that includes Man City, Chelsea, and then the Magpies. Um, but that win means that uh, Newcastle have closed the gap to fourth place Spurs to just one point, and they have a game in hand over Arsenal's North London rivals. So that certainly is one to keep an eye on. Spurs, of course, will play this weekend and open up that game gap to two. So it'd be very interesting if Spurs drop points this weekend. 
Arsenal's under-21s unfortunately lost to Palace. Uh, Their form continues to slip and dip, uh, which is frustrating ever since January when we lost a number of our key kind of players in that under-21 squad. Kilo Taylor-Hart, Taylor Foran, uh, both leaving. Uh, Billy Vigar as well moved on. It seems since that January exodus of players that left on loan, Arsenal have suffered somewhat. Even with the likes of Mario Koja Dubri, uh, Lino Souza, etc., they are still uh, struggling and uh, hopefully Arsenal can avenge uh, their under-21 side against the same team tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Now, Arsenal have made a signing. Uh, Jody Taylor has joined uh, until the end of the season. Uh, she actually was a former Arsenal player between the years of 2016 and 2017. Importantly, she is a striker. Um, she scored uh, 10 goals, I think it was, in 17 appearances during that season for Arsenal and has returned after her time in America uh, with San Diego Wave has expired. And that's important because, as you know, both Beth Mead and Viv Miedemar are both out until the end of the season and potentially beyond. Arsenal were struggling a little bit for goals, even though Black Stenius had done a really good job up top. Uh, it's good that we've got uh, Taylor in now until the end of the season. So that's good news. And hopefully Jonas Eideval can use her um, to the best of her abilities up top in the Arsenal team. Um, Gabriel Jesus posted, sorry, Gabriel Magalash posted uh, after the game saying, together we are stronger after our defeat against Sporting. Showing that real togetherness, I think, of the group. Uh, it was good to see Gabriel Jesus on the field as well. And we all know that having players like him available with Gabriel, who has been such a solid member of this team moving forwards, is going to be absolutely clear and uh, and essential for us going forwards. Now, I spoke to Martin Odegaard after the game. Uh, the uh, quotes for this were released yesterday, but I have clipped up the little soundbite once again for you guys to listen to. So you've got a 26-second clip of my question to Martin. So sit back, relax and listen. Martin, your manager said that you've got 11 cup finals now between the end of the season. Yeah. Is there any part of the squad that's looking at this saying there's less games now with a title race on? Yeah, it's obviously less games, but um, as I said, you know, we wanted to do something special in this competition, so it's disappointing, but uh, also, like I said before, it's straightforward now. We only have the league to focus on, so we have to make the most of that and uh, make sure we finish well. That was Martin Odegaard speaking after uh, Saturday, Saturday's Thursdays, forgetting ahead of myself, Thursday's defeat against Sporting. Um, it was interesting to ask the question around whether or not having less games was a benefit. And yes, of course, you get the uh, the expected response of it being a disappointment that they're out. But I think that it is potentially a bit of a benefit for us not being in that competition Um if we are going to be going to push for a title, there are pluses to it. I would have liked to have progressed. I would have liked to get through. I would have liked to have won it, of course. But I think you've got to look at the positives of this as well. Now, Arsenal, um, I don't know why it says Arsenal have made structural changes. That's me being a quick person in the mornings and not writing these out. But Balogun uh, apparently is not expected to leave Arsenal Um this summer, uh, which is a fantastic, obviously, bit of uh, news for Arsenal fans that have wanted to see him stay at the club moving forwards. Um, there's supposedly an indication that Arsenal will reject offers and proposals from teams that will try to sign the player. Mikel Arteta has been very uh, impressed with him. And actually, Balogun has been very impressed with Arteta. Speaking yesterday uh, in a couple of interviews he did, he mentioned that he's very impressed with the work that Arteta has done with the squad. And hopefully we see Balogun reintegrated into the group and see what he's capable of achieving for us in next season's campaign across plenty of competitions that we'll be involved in 
And one of those, of course, you'd think would be the Champions League, which he may have a part to play in the group stage, maybe even more going forward. So that's going to be very, very interesting indeed. We need to talk about Patrick Vieira, and we'll be doing that very, very shortly. Uh, make sure, of course, you drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and now we'll go to part two and your questions and our preview show right after this. Seamless moving to the second part of today's show. Uh, let's introduce you to our guest that's been very, very kind to join me for two morning shows in a row. It's Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, you're mute. It was nearly seamless. <laughs> Just click the mute button. There we go. Lovely stuff. Have you clicked it? You're on mute, Mike. You're on mute. <laughs> there he is. He's realised. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? You good? Yeah, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, fellow. It happens to the best of us. Trust me, I've done it a million times. Um, yes. you're, a, you're a keen bean on these morning shows, mate. Join me yesterday, join me today, but I really appreciate you jumping on uh, to have a chat about tomorrow's game. How are you feeling about it? Uh, good, good. Um, I'm getting over the traumas of the other night and um, mm. sort of trying to put the rational the rational head on about things, life, the universe and everything. And I'm actually feeling quite positive about uh, going forward now, I think. Um, Disappointing though it is not to be battling on two fronts, the reality is that we set up a squad that was, as a minimum expectation, going to hit Champions League, and we're battling for the Premier League, uh, and that's got to be good, whichever way you slice it. Yeah, it, it, I think that you have to look at the positive. That's what Erdogan. That's why I asked him about that because I think that that's the way in which you have to focus on it. There's eleven cup finals now between here and the end of the season. This is the first one you want to get off to a good start. We did suffer some frustrating injuries. Tommy Asu could be out for the rest of the season, is my understanding on that, which is a really frustrating one. Um, they are still awaiting the final assessment of that, but there's whispers that the kind of just the assessment of his knee is not great. Um, but maybe the scan will reveal that it's not as bad as what some are fearing that it might be. Um, but then, of course, Saliba being potentially out for a little bit as well. We don't know. As I said, after the game, I saw him walk through the mix zone. He walked fine. Like, it didn't look like he was... I mean, Tommy Asu came out on crutches compared to, to Saliba. So that is obviously very different. And they only described, I think I'll say, I said it was discomfort. Um, he didn't look like he was pointing to his back when he was leaving the field, which if it's just discomfort, you'd hope it's not too bad of an issue and something that maybe could be rested. But would you, even if he, say, trained this week, would you even consider starting him? Uh, no. Uh, we, we have got the luxury, of, of course, of an international break coming up. Um, but if it's a case of this could be exacerbated at all, then rather miss a game against Palace, who are not, to be honest, are going to be our strongest opposition over the next few weeks, versus the potential for exacerbating that and missing the big the big games, the, the ones where Saliba's going to make a massive difference. Uh, I think bench at best. Uh, yeah. That's that's. If there's any doubt at all, if there's any doubt at all, he, he's far too important for us not to nurse him uh, through whatever needs to be nursed through. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I wouldn't risk him. I don't think it's worth it. I think Arsenal can beat this Palace side by replacing Saliba in the team. 
Um, they're a side I know that obviously they're changing managers. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, but they, I think they've recorded many shots on target and the number of shots on target they've recorded in the last like 10 matches is, is really worrying for them, which is one of the reasons why they've moved on from their coach. They've not won a game yet this year. They have the worst form side, I think, in the league uh, at the moment, which of course sets it all up for the narrative uh, tomorrow and Arsenal face them. Patrick Vieira was relieved of his duties yesterday. The rumours suggest that Roy Hodgson is the the actual favourite to take over there. He, of course, was uh, only there previously. It looked like he was going to be out of management after he left Palace, but sure. could be coming back into the fold at least on a short-term deal. What do you make of, of Vieira being sacked, first of all? I think they're mad. Uh, I know yeah. he hadn't had a good run, but I, at, at this stage in the season, they are... the disruption that that may cause, I think, may be... Uh, particularly in light of where they were, they're not where they are. They're not... Um, they're not favourites to, to to go down or, or, or nearly so even. And I just think that, that Vieira's done an okay job, I think. Um, but for us, um, we've got another reason to smack Palace around a bit. Vengeance for Vieira. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Vengeance for Vieira, yeah. I think you might hear a few Vieira chants. Um, I think so too. Ringing around the Emirates Stadium on Sunday. Um, now I'm going to read a line-up to you, Mike. Um, sure. Here's the lineup: Petr Cech in goal, Hector Bellerin at right back, Laurent Koscielny and Mustafi at centre back, Nacho Monreal at left back, Mohamed El Nenny at DM, Özil uh, on the right, Awobi on the left, Xhaka and Wilshere in the middle, and Lacazette up front. Why do you think I've read that out to you, Mike? <laughs> uh, because that's probably the best indication you could give about where we are now as to where we were. It is a long way. It's also the team that played for us the last time we beat Palace in the league at home. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah, so 2018 in January, we won 4-1 with goals from Nacho Monreal, Alex Obobi, Laurent Koscielny and Lacazette. We scored all four of those goals in the first 22 minutes of the game in a 4-1 win. Kind of a crazy start. You talk about Arsenal starting quickly. That's the definition of starting quickly. Um, But since then, Arsenal's record against Crystal Palace has not been good. Uh, we've drawn three and lost one of the last four games we've played uh, against them at home, if I find them on the screen here. Yeah, so in 2019, we lost 3-2 at home on the 21st of April. Um, and then in October of 2019, we drew 2-2. In January of 2021, we drew 0-0. And in October of 2021, uh, we drew 2-2 as well. Now, that... Um, that game, that 2-2 game back in 2018, uh, sorry, the 3-2 game, I think it was in 2019, we saw in that game, I think that was the one where Xhaka stormed off, if you remember famously. Um, a really fateful day, uh, an unfortunate game for him. But I think, obviously, if you're going to talk about Crystal Palace and Xhaka, I mean, what a turnaround we've seen in him since that day. A different, different animal completely. Um, not only in terms of not only in terms of him as an individual uh, and a football player, but also in terms of where he fits in the team. Uh, mm. he's, he's, he's a true leader now. He's, he's a machine in terms of what he what he contributes. Uh, so it, quite remarkable, whichever way you slice it. It's, it's a joy to behold if you're an Arsenal fan, and not mm. if you're uh, and not if you're not an Arsenal fan because he's <laughs> he's ruled many a game. 
Yeah, he's not particularly well liked by uh, other supporters. You you know that whenever he gets on the ball, whenever he's announced in an away ground, he's booed every single time. Um, it was the two-two uh, that it happened in in, in the two-two game where Socrates scored, and I think Socrates scored to make it three-two until VAR strangely ruled that winner out towards yes. the end of the game, which was I was there for that, um, and that was the first time I'd ever experienced as a fan. VAR ruling out a goal uh, when wow. everyone had gone mad and celebrated. That was the first time I remember vividly VAR mugging everybody off. So hopefully we don't have to deal with that tomorrow. I will be in the ground tomorrow, of course, from a different perspective, um, not sitting there as a fan, even though I am a fan, but not sitting there doing it as a fan. That is something I certainly have been taking for granted, though, recently is not being able to go there. Uh, and scream and shout like mad during the games and yeah, gesticulate towards the uh, the referee with all the decisions he gets wrong. Um, let's go to our, our our lineups, our desired lineups that we'd like to see. Um, and then we'll go to a couple of questions in the chat box before we wrap up. Uh, you've gone uh, for this team. Talk us through it and your, your reasons behind it. Yep. Uh, Ramsdale and Goal, uh, White holding Gabriel Zinchenko at the back, Partey, Shaka and Odegaard and Saka. Jesus and Martinelli up top. A uh, couple of um, couple of things. Obviously, Thursday there was a worry about extra time. Thursday there was also a worry about some of the personnel on the pitch. But really, I've taken an attitude that don't want to risk Saliba is the first thing. Secondly, with any of these other individuals that other squad members that are brought in, um, let, let's take holding or, or Vieira. If there's one of them then they just integrate into the team fairly seamlessly. If there's three of them, which we had at one stage when Saliba went off on Thursday, so you had uh, Holding was backing up Jorginho, Jorginho was backing up was backing up Vieira, and, and Saka wasn't there either. So we lost essentially a lot of the right-hand side. But on his own, Holding will do a job. He did okay. There wasn't much. There was one wobbly moment at the back end of the second half. And I think... That squad is good enough to beat Palace. Bottom line, end the story. Martinelli was the other thinking, uh, was the other debate I had internally, simply because he played the whole 120 minutes. But I think we need to get past this idea of your starting 11 is your 11 for 90 minutes, because it's not. If we can wrap this up at half time like we did against Fulham, uh, then we can keep on nursing Jesus into in back into full-time. We can take Martinelli off at half-time uh, and bring on Trossard. So we've got Trossard to cover Jesus or Martinelli. It, it, it doesn't matter. What Arteta's got to do is manage the players who's got left without any other injuries. And I think this is the squad that's good enough to beat Palace while still looks after those who need looked after for right now. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's, it's about maintaining. I think, especially now with the 11 games we've got left, we can play a pretty consistent lineup, I think, in, in all of sure. those 11 games. We're not going to make too many changes to the starting 11 besides injuries. And I think that maybe if we've got a midweek game, we might make it one or two changes, like when the Man City game rolls around and we've got the Southampton game on the Friday before that. We might make a couple of changes to keep some more people fresh and then bring them on for the last 30 minutes. But that's really all I can see happening. I've only made one change from your team and that's bringing Trossard in on the left-hand side. Only reason for that is, is Martin only played 120 minutes um, on Thursday. Did miss a penalty. That's not any of the reasoning why I've, I've dropped him. I, I don't think that has any bearing on whether a player should be dropped is missing that penalty in a shootout. But it's just he was the only one, I think, of that front three that played the full game. Um, he is an engine. 
he is relentless. And I, if he did start, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. I think Trossard has to come into that left-hand side. I wouldn't start, as Dan suggests in the chat, Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, I, I don't think that he's he's not necessarily ready for Arsenal. He might be ready for the under-21, sure. But I think Trossard's the guy to bring in here. We need to build up that, that front four, which I think includes Trossard or Martinelli. When I say front four, it's a rotational thing between those and, and Jesus as well. So I think that's that's what I would do. Uh, Marcus says, I agree, drop Martinelli. But how would that affect him being dropped? How, much, how do you think it would be? Do you kind of have faith in, in Martinelli being... I don't use the term a big boy <laughs> to you know to deal with that sort of thing. But uh, do you think he is mature enough to to move on from that? Uh, I do. I, I'm hoping it's a soccer situation. To be honest, um, that subsequent to Saka's nightmare moment, um, he's just gone from strength to strength to strength. It's been part of his part of his building part of his development uh, and i'm thinking um, martinelli will be so up for this if he gets on that pitch i think he'll be ready to repay i repay with interest whether that's the right attitude or not to come on with i think that's how he'll feel he'll be grossly disappointed and i think he'll want to make up with that for for, for that irrespective of whether he should or not i think that's where maybe where he's been looking at uh, and he's been great the last few games uh, really, ever since ever since Trossard came into where Eddie was, we've seen a different Martinelli. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I think um, I think Martinelli will be fine. I think he'll, he'll he'll just grow from here. It's another part of his development. Um, and I think that what we'll see from this team on Sunday is a response. I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> And they'll certainly want to start the game quickly because the longer it stays nil-nil, the more it will suit Palace. So they're going to want to get that goal quick and start uh, as fast as feasibly possible. So hopefully we see that. Uh, let's go to predictions then. Uh, what are you going for, Mike? I'm going for 3-0. Um, I think Ben White will have um, Zaha in his pocket again like he did in the first game of the season. I think... Uh, Palace are dreadful in front of goal, and the back four will be keen to uh, to uh, get another clean sheet in the belt. And I think up front, it's J- it's it's JG's time to shine. It's it's uh, mm. uh, I think he's going to smack a couple of just to say I'm back. Yeah, GJ, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> JG sounds like it would be right, but yeah, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, I think he'll. It's time for him to arrive back and send a message out to himself, the, the team and the rest of the league that that he's, he's, he's here and he's, and he's ready to rock and roll. So uh, him for a couple, and I think we've got to be uh, ready to pop one in as well. Yeah, no, nice stuff. Uh, I want to go for a, I think I said 4-0 on the Arsenal lounge, but I said 4-0 for Thursday as well, and we know how that turned out. But I'll stick <laughs> with it, I'm an optimist. Ben White Screamer, of course. Um, Gabriel Jesus, GJ, uh, to get on the score sheet as well. Trossard to get one. And I'll go with um, Rob Holding from a corner, just for the memes. Uh, just for the memes. Uh, so, yes, Rob Holding from a corner. A lot of you are, are confident enough to be putting wins, although I fair, it's fair to say a fair few of you are putting tight and close wins, one nils and two ones. Some three ones and four ones, though, and some big score lines. But yes, plenty of narrow victories. I think uh, the confidence has maybe been hit a little bit after Thursday. Mike, thank you so much for your time, mate. Tell people they can find you. Find me in the Discord channel, where you shall be. And uh, we shall see you in there uh, at game time uh, tomorrow. 
Mm, we will. Yes, there's a game tra- uh, game time channel in the Discord for people that you know. If if you're in an area or if you're in a group of friends that don't particularly have that much Arsenal influence, it's great to just be able to talk and discuss things throughout the fixture. Um, so yeah, it really does help connect the, the fans. Mike, thank you so much uh, for coming on the channel you're again. Welcome, Appreciate your time uh, this morning. Uh, thank you everybody for listening uh, to today's news show slash preview show. Thank you uh, as always for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. I won't be live tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as I say because I'm going to be in London I don't think I'm going to have any ability to be able to put a show out I am taking my laptop with me because I'm going straight to the game but it would be unfair of me in the Airbnb to wake everyone else up in the room by doing a hey and welcome to the Guna Talk <laughs> that would be a little bit of a strange one um, but who knows maybe I'll jump outside and record something on my phone to put out um, ahead of the game we'll see if anything big drops today I'll uh, I'll let you know but thanks for listening people I'll see you again very soon and as always up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.